Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the morning show with Preston Scott. Josh Groban starts us off with the classic God Bless America, and we welcome you to Monday on the morning show. I am Preston. Over there is Grant Allen, and it's show 4,720. Unbelievable. Day 510 of America Held Hostage. Monday, June 13th. More on that date in mere moments. Our verse of the day, 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you... Yes, even you. I see over there. Yes, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You know, it's so interesting. I know people that have mega gifts. I mean, just all kinds of gifts. Don't you know gifted people? They don't have just one gift. They have all kinds of them. But I also know people that have gifts and hoard them. They don't use their gifts for anybody but themselves. That is a that is that is a sad life. Think of the ways that you can use your gifting. 
it might not be a big deal to you. It's just, I can't tell you how many times I've heard in my life someone say the words, oh, I just, and then fill in the blank. There is no just when it comes to a gift that God has given you. He's given you that gift to bless others. Maybe you can fix a fence. Maybe you can pull some weeds. Maybe you are technologically gifted and can help someone set up a home network. I'm just talking about just someone that you know, someone in your church, someone that just could use a little bit of help with fill in the blank. Maybe there's a single mom out there and she would love for her son or daughter to hang out with you and your kids. Come alongside and help her navigate. There's there, there's all kinds of ways to make a difference. You each are part of the body of Christ. Part. If you're not out there doing your thing, we're missing you. Come back, check the pages of the American Patriots Almanac. Set the stage for the program. It is Monday. We're heading into the middle of June. Christmas shopping season is is here because of inflation. It's here. And it's the morning show with Preston Scott. you may be from florida sunshine state to california hey scratch that california's hopeless uh, for the rest uh, we're your morning show the morning show with preston scott Twelve minutes after the hour june 13th 1777, the Marquis de Lafayette arrives in the United States to aid the Patriot cause. He was very valuable. Did you know he was granted land here, here in town? In Tallahassee? Yep. I did not know that. Yeah. French town was granted to him by Congress, I think, after the war. And that's why it got the name Frenchtown. He never made it to this area to see the land that he was granted. So I don't know who it ended up with. I guess the British or the Spanish or... Well, how about that? Yeah, so that's why Frenchtown has its name Frenchtown because of the Marquis. De Lafayette. Oui, oui. How about that? (laughs) Good tidbit. Well done, sir. Thank you. 1805, Lewis and Clark expedition reaches Great Falls of the Missouri River. Watched a History Channel documentary on the frontiersmen. And the Lewis and Clark expedition was just fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It didn't necessarily have a happy ending for the both of them. I think, is it, is it Meriwether Lewis? Mary, yeah. Is it Meriwether Clark? I want to say it's Meriwether Lewis, but I could be mistaken. Dude offed himself. Did you know that? No. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
Meriwether Lewis, Meriwether Lewis and William Clark. Yeah, I believe it was Lewis ended his own life. That's sad. After the expedition was over and he, I don't know if he fell on tough times or just, I, no idea. I, I wasn't totally paying attention at that moment. I was on the phone. But it was like, really? Come on now. But the expedition itself was just amazing what they did. They ended up crossing the Rocky Mountains on foot and then making it to the uh, to the coast to see the Pacific Ocean because they they had they had to eat their pack horses to survive. And of course, uh, Sacagawea played a huge role in their success. Uh, let's see. Uh, 1917, the first U.S. troops sent to fight in Europe during World War I depart New York Harbor. It would be 50 years later, in 1967, that President Lyndon Johnson nominates Thurgood Marshall to become the first black justice in the U.S. Supreme Court. It's another example of rushing to put someone in a position due to the color of their skin being the wrong person. He just had the wrong judicial philosophy. He talked about it. He was a judicial activist. He makes his decisions and he waits for the law to catch up. And that is, that is, that's his definition. And that is classic liberalism in the court system. It's, it's called judicial activism. Uh, John Roberts, guilty of the same type of judicial activism with Obamacare. But um, nonetheless... We can admire the accomplishment of being selected, of, of having the pedigree that uh, warranted selection, but, but don't be deceived. The, the selection was, was flawed. Uh, you don't pick people because of the color of their skin. You pick them because they're the right people for the job. Um, but anyway. And in 1983, the probe Pioneer 10 becomes the first spacecraft to leave the solar system. I always, I wonder if, if it was aware, if there was any level of awareness in its systems that it's going somewhere totally uncharted. Did the programming allow it to know? And I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about like it's Wally or anything like that. Yeah, know? I picture like uh, looking out the window. And you see like a sign, hello, welcome to outer space kind of thing. You're, you're welcome to whatever, uh, leaving the solar system. You're now system. leaving the Milky Way. Yeah, you are now, you're now entering whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just like some roadside attraction. And, and, the, and the spacecraft, the satellite goes, <laughs> and I don't know. I'm just, I'm an idiot that way. All right, 16 minutes after the hour, back with more in the morning show with Preston Scott. UFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And free. And iHeart's radio station. Gas was 239 a gallon on average when Joe Biden became resident of the United States. It's now 501. And he believes it's all Putin's fault. Unbelievable. We went from independently exporting energy 
to now asking, I mean, just step back and think about this for a second here. We're not allowing ourselves to drill access energy that we have. We shut down the Keystone Pipeline, which is infinitely safer than bringing it by boat. Infinitely. Ostensibly for green reasons. But we don't have a problem bringing it in from Venezuela. Or wherever we can find it. it, it, it it's, it's cosmically... Anyway. Monday on the program. Saw this story last week. And I wrote in the rundown, follow the rules. They're, they're, they're just, there are rules and they're there for a reason. 25-year-old woman from Grove City, Ohio, visits Yellowstone. Now, in case you missed all the National Geographic specials and you didn't pay attention in school, Yellowstone is home to 67 different mammals. The most of any location in the lower 48. That's incredible, right? And among those, bison. And you see where I'm going here. She did not follow the signs. And she insisted, probably for a photo op, to get within 10 feet of a bison. And in you, if you don't know, bison have a personal space rule. They've got a bubble. <laughs> They've got a bubble. Don't don't punch the bubble. Don't cross the bubble. And I and 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 rules are you know those personal space rules for different mammals they they vary based on the animal. For example, a bear like a grizzly has a very, very large bubble. I imagine, yeah, makes sense. Hundreds of yards. Sure. Because of the ground that they can cover in seconds. Bison, they tend to not be provoked unless you're a little close. She got gored and tossed. Oh, Lord. About 10 feet into the air. Oh, my gosh. So she's taken by ambulance. They're saying, please follow the rules. And then what do we have? We have an incident in another part of the world, in Indonesia. Some jack wagon decides he's going he's gonna to antagonize the orangutan. And he's going to go inside the barrier and step a little closer to the cage and kick at the cage and just try to cause a disruption. The orangutan got him. Grabbed his shirt. Pulled him in. And, and in case you don't know... Monkeys, orangutans, apes can kill you so easily. Their strength is ginormous. I don't know how the guy got out without injury, but he did. No kidding. The orangutan eventually has him by the leg. (laughs) One arm through one bar, one arm through the other, and he's got his leg pulled in, and he starts to try to bite the guy. The guy's, the guy's leg lifts him in the air 
and I think zookeepers distracted the, the the orangutan long enough to where he got away. But it's like, come on, people. I choose life. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Follow the rules. Although, those are the moments that I'm grateful for video cameras. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog. Insomnia. Moodiness. Achy joints. Weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Decades of doing morning drive radio differently. Doing it his way, like old blue eyes. Except he has a little more hair. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Did you do your homework assignment? Did you look at the video on my blog page this weekend about January 6th? It's kind of a documentary. By someone who's under attack for his actions. Just wondering if you if you saw it because we're going to we're going to take some calls next hour, maybe. I've got a lot of information, but I, I want to take some calls. What does January 6th mean to you? Does it mean anything to you? Is it is it the day that insurrection was attempted? Is it the day that the federal government is now using to try to lock away people the way Russia does? The way the old Soviet Union used to operate. I mean, when you hear some of the some of the facts of what's going on right now, it it it's unbelievable. There's video that they're not showing, trust me, on primetime TV. I guarantee you none of this video made it to primetime. But it's nonetheless real. So I'll give you some time if you want to take a little bit of a peek at the blog page and uh, and see the January 6th as you've not seen it yet. Over the weekend, 
a bipartisan group of senators, and apparently 10 Republicans at least have signed on to this, meaning it will pass. This is a statement from the bipartisan group of senators. Our plan increases needed mental health resources. Fair enough. Needed. Improve school safety and support for students. How? Helps ensure dangerous criminals and those who are adjudicated as mentally ill can't purchase weapons. I need to see that a little bit more in depth because red flag laws are notoriously adjusted based on the jurisdiction. Meaning, if you're in a jurisdiction with a liberal judge, a liberal district attorney, good luck. Good luck. Anyone that doesn't toe the line could then be deemed mentally incapacitated and have their firearms confiscated. Say something, post something that someone doesn't like, you could be considered a threat to society. Most importantly, the plan saves lives while also protecting the constitutional rights of law-abiding Americans. We'll see about that. I highly doubt it. I do, too. I do, too. It, um... The one thing, the bullet points that I've seen do nothing, would have done nothing to stop any mass shooting that's taken place that I can see. Because the laws that exist right now, if they'd have been followed, would have caught some of these people before they purchased guns. You know, I'm I'm of the mindset Before you do more, do what you've got better. And then let's see if more is needed. But as a rule, I've never found that the whittling down of a constitutional right is a good thing. Again, mental health issues, absolutely. We don't have enough mental health services. We've talked about that. We've talked about the unbelievable reduction in beds just the availability of mental health facilities because of the types of people that are taking up the services one other little matter in the news that i thought was worthy of big story status a judge sides with home depot company said that uh, employees could not wear black lives matter buttons and stickers and things on their aprons And so Home Depot was sued. An administrative judge said, nope, they're within their rights. It has nothing to do. Your your movement, you can do on your time. Not on company time. Not on a company apron. I'll get into more of that ruling a little later on in the show. But it, it buttresses what I've been telling you all along about First Amendment rights in the private workplace. The questions you want the answers to. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. You just look at the ignorance in Congress. Democrats in hearings. David Cicilline or Cicilline uh, from Rhode Island, Democrat, actually 
actually saying this. I don't think there is a single incident, and, I, and maybe there's one, but I've not found one, of a, an assailant using an assault weapon that was stopped by a person with a gun. Uh, so this is a... Just, I mean, maybe there's one of the thousands and thousands and thousands of shootings. It's either willful ignorance or unconscionable lying. We have elected absolute dolts to Washington. Ideologues. They don't care what the facts are. And so Representative Thomas Massey hit him. Not literally. I mean, that would have been That would have been kind of legendary. I mean, it's happened before in Congress, so... No, Thomas Massey came prepared with a list. So he handed out a list. In of, case you of, imbeciles. Of just mass shootings. Good Lord. Let alone break-ins and things like that. It, it's just, it's cosmically comical. Um, as we start to pivot to January 6th, and again, I, I can only do what I can do. I've written a blog. I've posted information, a video that, is full of nonstop video of January 6th, as well as interviews with people that share a very different narrative than what you're being presented by the mainstream media and by this circus on primetime television that thankfully very few watched. And because of that, I'm asking this question at the top of the hour, and I'm going to take calls. What does it mean to you? What does January 6th represent? And I'm going to ask you, Grant, to think about it. What does it represent to you? Is it a, yeah, whatever. Because I think I think we're all kind of guilty of, of losing track of the fact that people are sitting in prison. People are sitting in jail waiting for trial for misdemeanors. They're political prisoners. That's the, exactly what's, the what's Biden, going on. These people are being held against due process and their constitutional rights, and they are political prisoners. I've got a story here, U.S. former U.S. congressman pleading guilty to election fraud. And, and this is U.S. Congressman Michael Myers from Pennsylvania admitting to bribing an election judge in Philadelphia. He also admitted to conspiracy to commit fraud with a, a judge, another judge. The judges are election judges, and they took money to count votes specifically for Democrat candidates and add numbers to their totals and i mean now these are older elections 2014 2016 2018 but don't tell me this stuff doesn't happen we've had convictions we've had admissions we've had pleadings then there's this did you know are you following what's going on in fulton county with just the recent primary Ex-Dominion Voting Systems employee named Dominic Olamo appeared at an emergency election meeting this past, uh, a week ago Sunday, the, the primary was held the end of May, to announce that discrepancies in Dominion machines forced him to recertify the results of the primary without having any votes to verify. This guy's on a board. He recertified an election with no election results. 
This is in the wake of the admission by the federal government that Dominion systems are hackable and unreliable. Friday, U.S. federal government forced to admit Dominion voting machines used in all of Georgia counties, by the way, were vulnerable to hacking. And so nearly 20% of the total votes in the race were not even counted at all. Third place candidate turned out to be the winner in a hand count while the machine's winner fell to third place. I mean, and we still, we've got Ralph, Raphael Warnock getting 108,000 votes in a race where only 70,000 ballots had been counted. There you go. Welcome to MAD Radio Network. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Fifty-one, almost fifty-two minutes after the hour here on the morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning, I'm Preston. We're talking about January sixth a little bit today. What does it mean to you? Phone lines are open at eight five zero two zero five WFLA if you want to get in line to share your opinion. This was shared with me by Grant. Grant sent this to me to my attention. It says, I'm a husband and father who has zero criminal history, and I'm looking at years in prison after I took a plea. You may ask, why would people take a plea if they're innocent? Innocent has nothing to do with this, as my lawyer has told me over and over again. This is payback. There are only a handful of representatives in D.C. that care about us. The vast majority couldn't care less. They secretly despise Trump and anyone on, the, on January 6th as well. The DOJ knows this. There will be no reform of this government. There will be no going back. All there is now is the path ahead. But that path will never lead back to the country we once were. I watched for four years as our government that I pay taxes for try to impeach and even oust our president with sheer impunity. Hillary's smearing stunt morphed into a coup that lasted Trump's entire term. Then I watched the election get stolen from the American people. So I went to D.C. to support the way I thought best. I wasn't violent. I didn't break anything. I didn't steal anything. And that doesn't matter. I lost my six-figure income, friends, and my family. And my family is a wreck. I had the FBI in my home. I was brought before a judge in shackles. I'm a lucky one. I got to remain free till sentencing. So this is the country that I now live in, where the powerful few can attack an elected president, attempting to remove him for four years, and where elections no longer matter. We are no longer free, and this country was taken from was taken without firing a single shot. Guns are meaningless at this point. It was the First Amendment that people should have been fighting for the most. I'm now barely making a living doing manual labor for just over minimum wage until my sentencing is over. I was threatened with 20 years in prison, something only murderers face. We couldn't change the venue, and none of the motions to dismiss were accepted. So at the pleading of my wife, the extreme bias of D.C., and its jury pool of my peers, and advice from my lawyer... 
I destroyed part of me and signed a paper full of exaggerations, lies, and more importantly, a narrative that fits what they want. I am a Christian, and somehow I feel damned. I lied to save my family. My pastor tells me about rehab, but it doesn't help. I don't look at myself in the mirror anymore. A part of me is dead now. I now wake up longing for the Lord to take me. January 6th was a dark day. There was violence by some, and that's reprehensible. No one should have broken anything or stolen anything or hurt anyone. Having said that, January 6th should be remembered as the last outburst from people who were sick of coups against Trump. The lies about Russiagate, the double standard of the Bidens, how they obtained their wealth compared to the treatment of Trump, and the double standard of BLM rioters and everyone else. The forced LGBTQ pumped into our children's minds at school while trying to shut out God at every corner. The endless wars, the celebrations of abortions, the government spending that has put children not even born into lifelong debt, the list goes on. This was the last cry out for the death of a nation. I don't know what's going to happen to my family while I'm gone for years. My wife has depended on me our whole marriage. She is the only woman I've ever been with, the only woman I have ever loved. I hope she and my kids can make it without me. I'm a January 6th-er, and I'm going to prison. What does January 6th mean to you? Does a, does a note like that mean anything to you? What is your reaction to it? Do you believe justice is being served when people who are charged with misdemeanors, literally misdemeanors, are being held in jail? 850-205-WFLA. Alrighty, it's hour number two of the morning show with Preston Scott. Don't know if we're in Panama City and the surrounding area right now. We're working on things, trying to get everything operational. If you're listening to us wherever, however, thanks so much for joining us this morning on the morning show with Preston Scott. I will be surprised if I have no one interested in in sharing an opinion on January 6th because it is it is a topic that I might get more email about than anything else since it happened. And I'm asking, what does January 6th mean to you? I think for a lot of us, there's just a sense of frustration. You're you're fighting against this monolith. And, and like a monolith, there's nothing to grab hold of. It's just, it's just this giant wall. You can't get your fingers in any grout lines to try and climb it. There's, there's just a wall. And for whatever reason, members of Congress seem impotent and I don't understand. They're holding hearings. The hearings are an absolute farce. I think I need to ask Matt Staver. What is being done to bring this unconstitutional treatment of American citizens to a higher court? 
The phone lines are open for you to weigh in, but like any other time I do this, I when I surrender the sovereignty of this program to you, I do it with the proviso that if if you're not going to talk about it, that's fine. I've got plenty to say. And in this case, an interesting set of comments from Jeremy Brown. Do you know the name? Jeremy Brown is a 20-year United States Special Services Master Sergeant. He's a combat veteran. He's also a candidate for the Florida House, District 62. Self-described January 6th political prisoner of war. He's currently being held at the Pinellas County Jail. This, Listen to this. Awaiting trial for two misdemeanor charges. What the bleep is he doing in jail over two misdemeanors? A veteran of 20 years serving this country. Now, that's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's just a part of the resume that says, we're not even talking about a felony? And we have people that face felony charges that are not in jail, waiting trial? Listen to his comments. I'm coming to you today. It's an audio recording that he sent to the Epoch Times. I'm coming to you today on the 253rd day of my illegal unconstitutional imprisonment to advise and warn the American people that what you are about to see is part of this compromised government's well-orchestrated, highly produced lie meant to target the minds and perception of the uninformed and misinformed masses with the intent to demonize and dehumanize their opposition. The opponents are anyone who disagrees or even asks questions about their false authority and their anti-American, anti-liberty agenda. Their goal is to take down America and build back better in a form suitable to their authoritarian utopia dreamland known as the Great Reset. He contends that he's not being held because of what the government claims he did, but because the FBI and the Department of Justice are aware, he knows the truth about what they did. In an alleged effort to keep him from exposing the truth, they've denied him access to any evidence in his case for over eight years months he also reminds americans that the fbi's joint terrorism task force already attempted to recruit him to be part of their fraud in an open letter titled don't do nothing Exposed to to the Epoch Times, a story on April 13th, he outlined how the government is trying to take control over the American people through intimidation and fear to silence those who dare take a stand. They've had me locked away for 253 days in the hopes of shutting me up. That will never happen because they are sloppy. He predicts he will soon be free, but he said after that, they will manufacture a new reason to put him back in jail or to silence him in other ways. But even in death, I have a plan to expose the truth. More in a moment. Join me, 850-205-9352. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Show with Preston Scott. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. To close the circle, Brown writes, just look around. Bodies of unelected global elites like the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, and many others. Simultaneously, systematically destroying every aspect of what's made America the most free and powerful nation on earth. Their goal is to convince us that we are global citizens, not Americans. They need us to blame each other so we don't blame and hold them accountable. Their gloves are off. They've crossed the Rubicon. Their fake cultural revolution has been building for decades. And he said, but you will rec- but will you recognize it, he asks. Do you see it? At a time when violent crime and property crime are skyrocketing faster than inflation and gas prices, your government wants you disarmed. There's more. We'll get to that as time allows. But first, let's go to the phone lines. What does January 6, 2021 mean to you, Mark? Uh, Hi, Preston. How are you this morning? Good. I wrote a poem 12 years ago called the divided states of america which i think kind of sums it up i once knew a nation strong and proud whose thundering voice spoke out loud for all the world to plainly see entrenched in faith and liberty vast diversity living as one something nowhere had ever been done but now alas i'm sad to say it seems that we have lost our way dear lord is this to be our fate long forgotten what made us great Please forgive us for what we've done. It's human nature, the prodigal son. May we once again stand united or else we'll fall a nation divided. Good words. Sadly, prophetic. (laughs) Yes, sir, it is. uh, So how do you you categorize January 6th? How do you summarize it? 
Um, I think it has pretty much shown just how far we've slipped and how divided we are at this point and the absolute lawlessness on one side of our government. Uh, it, it's, it's astounding to me. I'm, I'm not father time. I've been here for 64 years, but I, I never ever in my life thought I'd see what I'm seeing now. Yeah. That's what a lot of us are thinking. Mark, thanks very much. I appreciate you sharing that, uh, those words that you wrote. Sandy, thanks for calling in. What about you? What do you think about, what does January 6th mean to you? Um, helplessness. I'm sorry? You, you, um, the helplessness. I'm, uh, you summed it up very well where you said that we feel just impotent. You're grabbing at a wall with no group. Who's going to bail us out? Nobody. You know, the Supreme Court right now, you said it needs to go to a higher court. The Supreme Court's got their hands full with everything that is being thrown at them because they're trying to clean up. But I, I don't know. I just, it's in God's hands. Thank you, Sandy. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's the thing I want to redirect you to. Richard, you're going to be next when we come back, uh, I, and I hope you'll stick around. This is a time to redirect and reprioritize. I'm telling you, and I've been saying this for 20 years, the only way this whole thing makes sense is through the lens of God. Through the filter of God's word, it all makes sense. Every bit of it. 16 minutes after the hour, 850-205-WFLA. Now UFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Yes! And iHeart's radio station. Right back to the phone lines, 850-205-WFLA, 850-205-9352. What does it mean to you? I'm Honestly, I'm shocked that the phone lines aren't jammed. And I'll make comment on that here in just a second, but I'm grateful Richard called in and was patient enough to wait for me. Richard, good morning. Thanks for uh, joining us. What does January 6th mean to you? Morning, Preston. It means uh, very little to me. And with that being said, the riots mean very little to me. Uh, I'm just sick and tired of seeing it on the news. It's the only thing the Democrats, they have to go on. And what really, really eats me the most is no one's mentioning what happened to Kavanaugh. And I am very upset. Yeah, none of the shows talked about it over the weekend. Um, Congress has no interest in dealing with it. And of course, Congress, meaning run by Democrats, they have no interest in taking up bills to address it. Yeah, you're right. When you say January 6th doesn't mean anything to you, are you sure? Well, it should not have happened. Okay. Uh, I was very disappointed in it, but it's so far over the news. I'm just tired of it. Gotcha. I, hey, I understand. Understand. Thank you, Preston. Hey, thank you. I appreciate the phone call, and thank you for waiting for the break, uh, through the break. Have you? Did you get a chance to look at the 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 any part of that documentary? I did not see it, uh, but shame on you. I know. Um, but to answer the question, 
I understand what Richard means by like it doesn't mean it's like I get it over like, it. He's I, over yeah, it. I'm over it. Yeah. Uh, but there's a flip side to that token where it does mean still a great deal to me from the simple reminder that kind of like what you were describing earlier that the the beast that cannot be tamed it feels like we're fighting a battle like the bible uses the word leviathan mm-hmm. right it feels like we're fighting that and we can't get anywhere and the sad realization came to my mind that if they're willing to do this to like my countrymen people who uh, like it, misdemeanors two misdemeanors if they're willing to do that to them how do they view me and that's when I start to get real like, oh, geez, is this the state of our government? Is that what they really think of us? Gulags. Yes. Yeah. By the way, for those of you ringing in now, sorry, we don't have time to take your calls. Um, I, I, I tried. Um, I want to finish with a statement here made by, again, the guy's credentials, they are what they are. United States Special Services Master Sergeant Combat combat Veteran for 20 years. Jeremy Brown sitting in a jail on two misdemeanor charges for eight months sitting in jail. Two misdemeanors. That alone should get his congressional representative fired up. I'll be talking to um, Michael Waltz, I think, the end of this week. I'm going to ask him, this is right up his alley. What the heck is going on? Brown said this, think about this statement. When politicians want to take away your guns, that is exactly when you need your guns. And the founding fathers knew and lived through this. These criminals know the people are waking up to their corruption. And when the lights come on, there'll be the rats and roaches running to hide. What you're going to see is their attempt talking about being on television. What you're going to see tonight is their attempt to fortify their false narrative, and they hope to see this as their final justification to pass laws making all of us domestic terrorists. Tonight, they're going to scream their lie loudly and often with much Hollywood drama. They hope you will buy it as truth. Do not be deceived. Thankfully, virtually no one watched. The ratings are in. Yawn. But that's why you need to go on my blog page and look at the video. It's not so much the words I've written. Let the video speak for itself. If you are one of those, look, I'm of the opinion that some people went too far. But I'm also of the opinion that I'm not certain that some of those people weren't FBI undercover agents. I'm also of the opinion that there was a bit of a setup done here to allow people into the Capitol to create the environment, to gin up the emotion. Because I've stared at the videotape, and if you'll go to my blog page, you'll see the videotape of people being escorted in for god's sake by capitol police not being told don't don't enter not under a panic no they're 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 posing for photos for pete's sake see it for yourself 
Sensei of sensibility, communicator of common sense amplified. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Before we get to the big story in the press box, just a few random email on the whole January 6th thing. One note, I'm not one to call into a radio program, but I do like your idea of getting Matt Staver on to discuss the topic. Thank you for that. And I'm not going to use any names. Uh, Someone else here, in some way I'm with Richard. It means nothing to me. What do I mean? As a Christian, we live in a fallen world. There are two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. I know the Constitution gives us the right to assemble, but can we really trust the government? It's like the underground churches. They can live in the country, but the, but they cannot publicly confess their faith. Therefore, why would we, Christians, think we can do otherwise? Now, I know that not everyone there on January 6th was a Christian, but I would think most of them have a Christian worldview. Then this one. This, this, this one I thought was really interesting. The reason I didn't call in is because I no longer feel comfortable sharing my opinion publicly that the election should be questioned. The other side is so hateful. I even feel that if my voice is heard on your morning show, I'm introducing an unnecessary risk with my employer. They could hold my views against me. After watching Jack Del Rio get slammed, after listening to Nikki Freed being able to say that Governor Sanders is like Hitler, I'm pausing how to apply my First Amendment rights in this moment. People are frustrated that Trump didn't concede. It's not worth it to me right now to share my voice. I just pray God shows us mercy and that this will, that this is, that, and that his will is clearly seen moving forward on what he expects from the United States. Interesting. Thank you all for writing in. Appreciate the notes. Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Big story in the press box framework for a gun bill passing the Senate. It likely isn't exactly the one the House passed. It would likely have to get some modification. We don't know exactly what it is. The NRA has said we're not commenting until we see the framework. But generally speaking, these kinds of laws that they're framing out don't do anything to stop crime. And that's the thing I think needs to be emphasized here. More laws that will only hinder the law-abiding responsible responsible gun owner all right all right me calling hey all right can't do it worth a darn time. i had to stop i had to stop trying i can't do matthew mcconaughey well i mean i might I'm, i might be able to hear it and then recite some of it better mock you know mimic it better but i should just stop altogether but matthew mcconaughey talked about responsible gun ownership this this will do nothing The framework that I've read does nothing to address responsible gun ownership. It does nothing. Why? Because responsible gun owners are responsible. All these laws do is shave away the Second Amendment. Just shave it away a little bit, a little bit. You've heard what they've said. It's not what we want. But it's a step in the right direction, and next year we'll come back and get more. Next year, nothing. 
They'll come back and get more as these shootings continue to happen because we're not addressing what stops the shootings. They can pass all the laws they want. It won't stop the shootings. Anyway, judge sides with Home Depot. United Na- U.S. National Labor Relations Board General Counsel claimed that Home Depot violated federal law by preventing staff from wearing Black Lives Matter imagery on their aprons. Administrative law judge disagreed. He wrote that Black Lives Matter labels did not possess an objective and sufficiently direct relationship to terms and conditions of employment. <laughs> How about that? He said that the Black Lives Matter message originated and is primarily used to address the unjustified killings of black individuals by law enforcement and vigilantes. To the extent that the message is being used for reasons beyond that, it operates as a political umbrella for societal concerns and, re- and it relates to the workplace only in the sense that workplaces are part of society. Once again, proving there is no First Amendment right in the private workplace. For the days when times were good and life was simple, he still lives there. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Coming up in mere moments, New Zealand takes action to cut greenhouse gas. You won't believe what they're doing. It's coming up in mere moments here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. But first, we're joined by Dr. Joe Camps. It's time for Healthy Expectations here on the morning show. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good, Preston. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good, good. I, um, you know, I haven't talked much about orthopedics over the last 16 years, but uh, as I was prepping for the show this morning, uh, over the weekend, I, I ran across some nothing that surprises me, but interesting facts that I'd like to share this morning. And mm-hmm. so, you know, total knee replacement obviously is, is fairly common. And so, over the last few years, the surgeries are continuing to climb. And so, some researchers decided to look into the cause of this. And so, I bet you can't guess what it what it was that contributed to the total knee replacements, osteoarthritis, pain, that those kinds of things. It was, as you would guess, excess weight. Oh, and so, you didn't let me fill in the blank. I was oh, going to guess. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, we talk about that, as, you know, obesity as it relates to heart disease and diabetes and those kinds of things, but I thought this was interesting to share. And so... The medical experts now say that if you lose just a modest amount of weight, right. it can improve symptoms, reduce knee osteoarthritis, and reduce the need for knee replacement. And that that surgery is extremely expensive. Yes, they actually uh, they looked at a group of uh, women. Um, this was done over, uh, uh, I believe it was Australia. They looked at total knee replacements in women that were obese, and they found out that they had a 17 times increased risk of potentially developing osteoarthritis and requiring knee replacement. Then, uh, with compared to their peers, and then they looked at males, and males were about 5.3 times more likely to need total knee replacement. So, yet again, um, we are. Uh, we are what we eat, so to speak. Uh, and uh, again, we have tried to bring attention to that issue. You know, we actually started the, the show based on that idea of 
weight loss in our community. But again, I have to go back and remind us over and over again that this is a serious health issue that we take for granted, but uh, it's, it's producing devastating consequences all across the spectrum. And this is one of the first times I've actually seen something as it relates to or- orthopedics and total knee replacement. Usually it's a joint replacement for older ages, but we're finding now that a lot of young adults are requiring this, and that can't be good for the population. No, and and I've known – how many people do you know, Joe, that have had that knee replacement? Because I know quite a few. I know quite a few. I couldn't, couldn't call them – I couldn't give you a specific number, but – in my clinic, I probably see on the average of, you know, six six patients to seven patients a day that have either had, um, you know, knee replacement or are in the process of moving forward with that therapy. So I got to tell you that uh, this idea of obesity really is something that uh, I think each one of us should take to heart and uh, try and get our heads around it because it, it produces devastating consequences for the population. No doubt. Joe, thanks for the intel All this right. morning. Hey, thank you. Take care, Preston. I'll we'll, see you later. We'll talk in a couple yeah. weeks. Thank you, sir. Dr. Joe Camps with us this morning on the Morning Show with Preston Scott. Yeah, I know I, everybody that I know that has had the surgery is glad they had it. But getting through the process was a challenge for each and every one. So I like Jack, Dr. Joe's idea. Just drop some weight. So that's not the reason. How about we put it that way? 46 minutes after the hour here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Show with Preston Scott. This is the way. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Fifty-one minutes past seven a.m. here in the Eastern Time Zone. Fifty-one past six in the Central. Wherever you are, thanks for listening to the radio program. We know we've got tech issues out there in Panama City. So me even saying anything about it is kind of a waste of time because no one can hear me say, sorry, we're working on it. But I'm just doing it anyway. 
unless our faithful listeners got on the iHeartRadio app and were listening through the WFLA Tallahassee stream. There you go. Which is still good as golden. We're, we're, we're very sorry, but we're, we are, our staff is on it. Uh, mention New Zealand. Ready? What did Jacinda Ardern say now? They have drafted, and I don't know what that beer is that you just, I've never heard of that She's beer. She's the prime minister. Oh, really? It sounds like a draft beer. <laughs> a say Jacinda, it again. A Jacinda Ardern on tap, please. Yeah, right? <laughs> Doesn't it? I wouldn't know that. Um, released a draft plan to put a price on agricultural emissions. They are going to be charging farmers for belching sheep and cattle <laughs> this is this is uh, directly from the ministry of environment oh lord help us 10 million cattle 26 million sheep under the draft put together by the government farm community representatives farmers will have to pay for their gas emissions beginning in 2025 i swear these globalists want us doing one thing. They want us eating bugs, living in communes. Because, you talk about indigestion. Oh, my goodness. You ever had a grasshopper? Thankfully, no. You just, I'm just saying. You a grasshopper connoisseur? No, I'm not. I, never, I would never do it. No. No. I, I wouldn't even do it if I were out in the wilderness. I just, I, no. Uh, there is no question that we need to cut the amount of methane that we are putting into the atmosphere an effective missions pricing system for agriculture will play a key part. Proposal includes incentives for farmers who reduce emissions through feed additives. No telling what that'll do to the to the product. No kidding. Revenue from the scheme will be invested in research, development, advisory services for farmers. Sure, They're trying sure to make will. life so difficult for regular people. Like. I, I'm amped today. Good heavens. Uh, I don't know if you watched over the weekend. Notre Dame knocked out Tennessee in the college baseball super regional. Tennessee, the top-ranked team. Uh, scouts say one of the best assembled teams in recent history of college baseball. The reason why it's a topic is Florida State um, parted with Mike Martin Jr. after two and a half, three seasons. A lot of people thought it was going to be one more year to see if he could right the ship. Um, but no, he was let go. Uh, Athletic Director Michael Alford, who will be with us next week, by the way, um, felt like it was important to do it. I have my suspicions on why that was. I ran it by Irish Fell. I think he agreed with me. I was going to join us in just a little bit. But I mentioned that I couldn't I, – I said last week, watching a Tennessee player get thrown out of the game for – using a profanity directly at an umpire and then acting shocked when he got thrown out of the game. Watching them. Just, get, just yeah. the way they behaved, the coaching staff, everybody. I think yeah. I, I couldn't be happier they got knocked out of the tournament. Absolutely. Well, they added to that. In the, uh, in the, in the game the other – yesterday. No. Yes? Yesterday yes, was game yes, three. Yes, yesterday. They have a base runner running down the base, and he, he gets thrown out. And it was it wasn't a controversial call. They, they they moaned and whined about calls all all series long, balls and strikes in particular, and it was really annoying. But the guy had one of those guards on either his leg or his elbow, whatever. You know, they they go up there with armor now, 
um, right. to protect right. themselves from being hit by a pitch. And so he runs down, he's thrown out, and he takes the thing off, and he throws it on the ground and walks away and leaves it for the assistant coach to pick up. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That does not happen. See, and and some of you look at that and go, come on, Preston, what's the big deal? The big deal is that's arrogance. That's the kind of nonsense that this coaching staff has put up with. And I know that they're not alone. There are plenty of teams that operate this way. There are plenty of athletes that operate this, operate this way. But that's not the way the world works. It's an indicator of the generation. So this kid throws it down and waits for the coach to pick it up. No, son, you pick it up. You, you pick it up. It's just, it's those small little thing. I, as a guy who used to play sports and coach, I, I pay attention to things like that. I look at things a lot of other people don't look at. And I look at that and I go, that is exactly the attitude that got them beat. And I couldn't be happier. Now, it may delay a coaching search, but I couldn't be happier. Go Irish. Scott, great to be with you. I'm Preston. That's Grant. Sorry for the problems out in Panama City. We're working on things. But I think that now means we need to remind everybody to keep each other's streams on backup, just in case. But uh, this is show 4,720. And for everybody else listening across the country and across the broadcast area, thanks a lot for joining us on the program today. Ira Chaffel joins me from Warchant.com. Ira is the managing editor. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good, Preston. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, how surprised were you by the news that Mike Martin Jr. was being let go as FSU baseball coach? Well, by the time it happened uh, at the end of the week, I wasn't too surprised because it seemed like it started trending that way. Now, if you had asked me at the end of the season one week earlier, uh, I was I would have been pretty surprised. I thought that they would have given him one year to finish uh, out his original contract, um, but kind of you just kept hearing more and more during the course of that week. So when it finally happened, I wasn't shocked. Um, but uh, yeah, it's still surprising. I mean, after t- just two full seasons to be let go. I I sent a note to you, Ira, and I said I just guessed that when when an administrator that is you know, still kind of getting into the chair as athletic director, Michael Alford, makes a decision like that, that it's not just Mike Martin Jr. This is, this, Mike Martin Jr. is part of the legacy of Mike Martin of 11. And I I surmise that there had to be something going on with rumors of transfers and so forth. Is there any indication that that is in fact what was going to, what was going on and what pushed the, the, the issue faster? Yeah, I think that was part of the equation. Um, you know, I think there was a bunch of different <laughs> parts of it. Um, but yeah, I think that was one of it. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, you can't make a decision. You can't change, uh, make a change on your coaching staff based on how the players feel or how the parents feel, because there's a lot of years where team players have uh, dis- disgruntled parents. I remember back in 2012, the year before FSU football won the national championship, there were players on the team who were mad at Jimbo because they lost those two games against NC State and Florida, and they, and they they would 
complain. Um, so, you know, you, you're always going to have some of that. You can't let that determine things, but, but I think that was a factor that I think there were a lot of, uh, families that, that weren't happy about how this year went about either the way Mike Martin Jr. Treated either their kids or other kids or that type of thing. And I think, um, but also part of it was Michael Alford, you know, the AD is, you know, he played college baseball. I think he's got a firm grasp of, of what that program should look like. And, uh, you know, he was at the regional where they played and, um, their last few games. And, and I think, you know, he was obviously around the program all season. And, uh, I think it was more than, more than that, but I do think that was part of the equation. How much of the, the fact that this team struggled this year when they were predicted to be the best team in the ACC and they finished ninth and maybe, maybe even more so I didn't see a bunch of significant injuries hamper guys who were supposed to be stars. So, you know, break down what went wrong this year for the team. I think that's a big part of it. And I think, you know, and a lot of times, you know, as, as the season goes on, you kind of, you can kind of talk yourself into different things and, and, and okay, well, all right, they won these games. They beat, they took the series against Miami. They, they beat TCU. You know, they had some nice wins along the year. Yep. Um, but I think at the end of the season, when you look back at that fact, the fact that it, that wasn't a media poll, that was the league coaches, the other ACC coaches, after last season, coming into this year, looking at what everybody's got on their rosters, they looked at Florida State's pitching staff particularly and some of the players they brought in and, and had returning and said, that's the team that we've got to beat. They're the team that's the best team in the conference. And uh, they finished ninth. And it was the worst finish uh, since Florida State joined the ACC. They had never finished that low before. Um, so, you know, I think some people who, you know, if, if you're Mike Barton Jr., you would say, you know, look, I've only had two, two and a half years. Uh, I haven't had enough chance to really build my program, but you came into the season with those expectations based on the other league coaches, and you really had just a very disappointing year, and then played the way you played. I mean, they, they played so poorly in so many phases. I do think that um, you know, that might have been the biggest part of all. Irish Chaffel with us from Warchant.com. When you want to find out what's going on in FSU athletics, that's the place to go. So check it out. Subscribe. More with Ira talking FSU baseball next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Decades of doing morning drive radio differently. Doing it his way, like old blue eyes. Except he has a little more hair. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Back with Ira Shufel from Warchan.com. Talking about the change in FSU baseball, and, and Ira, before we kind of start throwing around some ideas on what it looks like moving ahead just on a personal level uh you've known me a long time i i don't know him as well as you probably i haven't been around him as much as you but i i know mike and okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would just say that as an observer looking at him, he just didn't look happy to me. He didn't look like he was really enjoying himself when he, you know, he's always been kind with his time and interviewing with me and I'm sure you but when he was doing interviews with most people, he just 
he didn't seem to be enjoying any part of it. Is was the pressure just too much, or were, were there? I, I mean, am I wrong in that observation? I mean, uh, I think you're touching on something. And, and look, even when he was an assistant coach, you know, at the end of Mike Martin's senior tenure, um, you know, they kind of had a, a nice, you know, little run there right towards the end with uh, Mike Bell, and Mike Bell was the pitching coach, right. another former FSU player. And Mike Bell was a really good compliment to Mike Martin Jr. Because Mike Martin Jr., as you said, I mean, he's the kind of guy that can be kind of grading. I mean, he sees he sees the problems. He's one of those people that when he's looking at the team, even when things are going well, he'll tell you all the problems. Like, that's just who he is. He's one of those types of people. And that can be a, a good thing at times because you want, you want somebody who can be critical and sure. uh, you know, see things critically. But you need some balance. And I think as an assistant coach, when it was him and Mike Bell, I think that was a pretty good combination. You had the good cop and the bad cop. When he became head coach, I don't think he realized – and, again, I'm not inside the program, so I can't speak to it specifically. But, but if you don't have – and that was one of my concerns when he became head coach. If you don't have a strong person on your staff who can really kind of be the good cop and, and kind of soothe any of those kind of you know issues with feelings and that type of thing – then I think that could be a problem, and I think that might be one of the things that we see. And to your point, they did not play like a team that seemed to be having fun. Even when they were winning, you know, they would celebrate a win, but they did not seem like a team that really came together, and I think that could be a manifestation of what you're talking about. One name that everybody's talking about is Link Jarrett. I said to you yesterday when they knocked off Tennessee that his price just went up. So let's just be practical for a second. Does FSU get any kind of hometown discount if Link Jarrett considers coming to Florida State at the end of this season, whenever that might be? Well, I think the form that that takes is the fact that if he comes to Florida State, you know, I think that would be the That's discount. That's the discount um, that he picks FSU. <laughs> yeah, because, um, you know, I think, you know, he's going to be one of the hottest names in the country. Of course. Um, he's, and he's definitely, if not the hottest. I mean, taking that team to – uh, a college world series knocking off that Tennessee team that everybody thought was unbeatable. Um, so yeah, but I, you know, from what I've been told, he is interested. He, he's, they, the FSU has been led to believe he's interested in the position. Um, we also think other schools like Clemson are going to be going after him as well. Um, but I think Florida state's got a lot of things going for him. Number one being the fact he's from here, his wife's from here. He, uh, played here. Uh, and I think there's a lot of potential at Florida state, even though things are down, and the, you know the stadium, the facilities aren't what they need to be. I think there's a lot of potential at Florida State, so I think they've got a great shot at getting him. Um, but you know, from they also believe other people will be interested as well. So it's not like it's link or bust. But uh, but I do think that they've got a, a pretty good shot at getting him. Does it help the search when the AD is a baseball guy, or does it perhaps hinder it? Worried that there's a little too much in school knowledge of of the sport. I think it helps. I okay. mean, I just look, man. Look, I just think you, you you're you you know what you're looking for, you know, and you know what it should look like. And uh, you know, Michael Alford's also very connected. Um, so no, I think it's a it's a very positive thing. And I think um, you know, you know, from a connection standpoint, this is a guy, Michael Alford. You know, has worked. He worked at Oklahoma. He worked at Alabama. Um, he's worked at other, you know, mid major levels. Uh, so I think he's very connected in that sport, and I think it's a good thing. Just when you thought you'd get a break. Before the football season starts up, this goes around and happens. Oh, man. Ira, uh, are, are you officially counting down the days to the start of football, or are you just kind of ignoring it until it comes? 
No, I'm very excited for football. I mean, this time of year, I you know, it, once the calendar gets to June, you can kind of you can kind of smell the grass on the football field. And uh, we were out there. I was out there at their camp this weekend, and just got me excited thinking about it. I think uh, I'm really excited going into this football season. I know, you know, some fans are still kind of waiting to see with Mike Norvell, but I, I just now I'm ready for college football to come back. Nice. We'll talk again next month, Ira. Thank you. Thanks, Preston. Take care. All right. Iris Chaffel from Warchant.com. We're going to do a State of the Knowles Sports with Michael Alford, the athletic director, next week in studio. Next month, we'll take it from Iris Chaffel's perspective. 17 after the hour. FLA. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Hey, so here we go. And iHeart's radio station. Okay. So a group of conservative radio stations is getting bought up. By a consortium called Latino Media Network. The effort is to purchase stations that reach the Latino, Hispanic communities, which are fairly conservative by nature. And getting more and more because, you know, many people who are coming from Nicaragua, Venezuela, they they are also escaping their dictatorial regimes and well coming to the united states and well you look at the two-party system they tend to vote one way 60 million dollars purchased eight, 18 stations heading the uh the effort is alicia garza one of the founders of black lives matter and it's being funded in part by George Soros. Article in the Daily Signal by Mike Gonzalez says, wait until Americans with origins in Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, and other lands demolished by communism find out their favorite conservative radio stations are being bought by a media consortium headed by a longtime henchman of a Marxist founder of Black Lives Matter, Alicia Garza. The DeSantis administration has been on this already, including Lieutenant Governor Nunez, who you know grew up in a predominantly Cuban community in South Florida, who listened to those radio stations frequently. So they, they seem to be on it. Gonzalez writes, wait until Mexican-Americans find out that this BLM confidant, Jess Morales Roquetto, includes as one of her goals to tear down a society and culture that has taken generations to build, or that she told Latinos to follow BLM's lead during key moments of instability. Funded in part by George Soros. Speaking of George Soros, spent more than $40 million of his money in the last decade to elect scores of liberal prosecutors and district attorney's offices across the country. Right now, Soros helped 
fund the the elections of prosecutors that run half of America's largest jurisdictions right now. Oh my gosh. What's also interesting is that Chesa Bowden in San Francisco, even though the Washington Free Beacon is calling Bowden a George Soros darling, um, Soros saying that uh, any analysis that labels any prosecutor as a Soros prosecutor, each candidate stands on their own. We support prosecutor candidates and has not supported in the past president as a Bowden. Well, the problem is that when he was characterized as a Soros person previously, they had nothing to say. Only when he got thrown out of office have they distanced themselves. Um, it would appear that Soros does have some connection to this guy. The point of this segment is to remind you that there are people that profit off of the capitalist system of this country and at the same time want to tear it down. Why? Because it helps them preserve their own. Socialism, communism brings about a caste system. A caste system does not allow anyone to ever leave the level they are at. Yet America is primarily the beacon of the world because it's the only place in America where you can literally do just that. You can come here with your suitcases, go work hard, and make your fortune. Make your way to own a piece of land, to own a business, to live by your your own aspirations. People like Soros want to turn it and tear it down. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. See from the spin, don't know what to believe? Clear the fog. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Thirty 
25 minutes after the hour here on the morning show. Tomorrow on the program, we'll have a Manly Minutes Money Talk. Justin Haskins will join us tomorrow. And we will uh, we will talk about the well. We'll talk about what's happening in corporate America that should be a concern to all of you because I don't think we fully grasp the the spread, the depth of it. Um, what is it? The environment ESG is that what it is? Environmental social governance governance scores basically how yeah. how well do you. What's your ESG? Receive propaganda, basically. What's your ESG? I don't know, Smedley. What's yours? <laughs> Why, mine is a sporty 93. I'll be 95 by the end of the year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's impacting you. You don't know it, but it's impacting you, and it's a really big deal. Anyway, um, that's tomorrow on the program. A judge sides with Home Depot in a pretty important complaint. Now, this is going to get appealed up. U.S. National Labor Relations Board General Counsel claimed that the company, Home Depot, violated federal law by preventing staff from wearing Black Lives Matter imagery on their aprons. Now, let's just stop for a second and think about that. You're greeting the public. I'll be honest with you. If I were in charge of a company that served customers of all kinds, I wouldn't want them wearing Trump bumper stickers or, or rather buttons. I wouldn't want them wearing Biden buttons. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want them wearing NRA buttons. I wouldn't want them wearing BLM buttons. I don't want political activists representing my business because even those that might ascribe to values that I agree with might not represent them very well. Haven't you ever been around somebody that thinks a lot like you do but just does it in a way that makes you uncomfortable? Heck, I might be that person for some of you. I might be that person that some of you would would really say that you agree with on a lot, you just, uh, just the way that he, right? So why would a business want anybody representing any political position in their store? So as is the case, lefties can't handle that. See, conservatives can, because generally we don't push that button, that, that boundary. We respect the rules. We respect that an employer who signs the check has a right to say we would be we we would f- feel better if you didn't engage in that. If you would take that down from your cubicle. Well, but it's my cubicle. <laughs> no, it's actually not. It's mine. I'm your boss. I own the building. It's mine. I rent the space. It's mine. The judge wrote that Black Lives Matter labels did not possess an objective and sufficiently direct relationship to terms and conditions of employment. He said the message originated and is primarily used to address the unjustified killing of black individuals by law enforcement and vigilantes. That's a quote. To the extent that the message is being used for reasons beyond that, it operates as a political umbrella for societal concerns. And relates to the workplace only in the sense that workplaces are part of society. 
Yeah. So you know what the ruling is? The ruling is that in a private business, political speech can be curtailed and, in fact, silenced. There is no right to political speech that extends to the private workplace. What's interesting about this story to me is that they're going to fight this, of course. National Labor Relations Board is going to find a way to appeal this, I'm, I'm quite certain. But how this all does, in fact, manifest and the things that, for example, an employer, i.e. the NFL, will say, no problem, it's a free speech issue. And to what things it will say, no, that's not free speech. We'll talk about that next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Wherever you may be, from Florida's Sunshine State to New York's, uh, forget New York. Nah, nah, scratch that. New York's now hopeless. At least the city is. Uh, for the rest, uh, we're your morning show. The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Forty-one minutes after the hour. Jack Del Rio, former player, former head coach in the NFL, assistant coach now with the Washington Redskins. I know they're the commanders. Sorry, I can't help myself. Prior to the made for TV event, the January sixth hearings last week tweeted out the following, and I quote. I just asked a simple question. Let's get right down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? If we're going to talk about it, why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say. I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. He's talking about the riots that were allowed in the wake of the George Floyd murder. No doubt, an event that shouldn't have happened. Just like a bunch of murders that happen every single day that shouldn't have happened. Del Rio went on to tweet, and then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Nothing burned down, and we're going to make a major deal. Make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same, same standard, if we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. Because of that, he was forced to apologize. And his boss, the now woke head coach, Ron Rivera, fined him $100,000 for saying, you know, we didn't have any committee hearings. We didn't have anything happen after people's businesses were burned and destroyed after the George Floyd protests. Why the two standards? Can't we talk about this? He got fined $100,000 for suggesting there needs to be a discussion between the, the two situations and the hypocrisy found in, in the midst of them. 
And so I step back and I think to myself, well, wait a minute, there, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing was political speech that offended a bunch of us. No one had to write letters of apology. No one was fired. Always remember that. No one was fired. No one was fined. Colin Kaepernick walked out on his contract. He had it. He was being paid. He walked out. So why the two standards? See, if you had taken the approach that the Colin Kaepernicks of of the NFL were going to be fined in the NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever sport, you're going to be fined for engaging in political speech while we're competing, while you're representing our team. If If you want to go to a rally later, unless there's something in your contract that says you can't do stuff like that, that you freely signed, go have at it. Have a press conference. But as a representative of this football team, of this league, you can't do that. The fact of the matter is, if they defined those people, I would have no problem with this fine. Even though I don't know what he said to this minute that was somehow egregious and or wrong. Factually wrong. You can be Clantifa, BLM, you could have engaged in violence. And you're untouched right now. That's the problem. Political correctness. Today we spent some time, and and all I can do is exhort you to go to the blog page and listen and watch and I guess read a little bit I've said this before I'm disappointed in myself but and and tell me if what you think about what I'm about to say here in light of the reaction that we've gotten via email and phone call, that to some people, January 6th can't be talked about. To some people, it's dead to them because of what it represents. And so as I'm dealing with this borderline, I feel really guilty for not having talked about it a lot more. Who knows? Do we do we save the audience size by not talking about something that people have just written off and said I'm I'm not I'm I'm over it. You know, it it's it's two sides of the same coin. On one side it's like this is really important. Byron Donalds gave an interview over the weekend why won't the FBI talk about, did you have embedded FBI assets? Thank what you. What happened to the intel report the FBI sent to the Capitol Police? 
What happened to the National Guard troops that Trump authorized on January 4th? Why were they not at the Capitol or even close? Nancy Pelosi turned them down. Yeah, I mean, okay, that leads to the whole plot. Capitol Police letting people in. Trump sends the National Guard, but they're not there. Trump won't allow, or uh, Pelosi doesn't allow it. I don't want to talk about January 6th the same way that everyone else wants to talk about January, like the mainstream media. I have no interest in hearing their spiel. Them, I, I have no interest in it. I have a terrible amount of interest of that letter that you wrote, or that, that you read earlier in the show. Someone who pled guilty because, and signed his name to a bunch of lies because he had no choice. For lack of a better term, this man felt like a dead man, walk, a dead man walking. Then you've got, a, you've got a 20-year master sergeant with special forces that's sitting in jail over two misdemeanors for eight months. This is real manipulation, intimidation, and unconstitutional acts by our own government. That's the Biden administration, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'm going to try to do better. That's what I think. Brought to you by Barino Heating and Air. It's the Morning Show 180 on WFLA. Look back at the program in 180 seconds or less. The NRA says, yeah, we're not saying it much about that framework of a new gun deal until we see it. Then we'll have full comment. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to wait and see what the NRA says about it. I trust them. They've been protecting the Second Amendment for a while. Judge sides with the Home Depot saying that uh, employees that want to wear Black Black Lives Matter imagery on their aprons may not do so. After all, the company is correct. It does have the right to forbid that. Even though Ed Reed says the fine of $100,000 of Jack Del Rio is not enough, I think the bigger issue is why the hypocrisy in the NFL? So only some political speech, I guess, is to be outlawed and fined and, and ridiculed. Ridiculous. George Soros is buying up a bunch of uh, conservative radio stations in the Latin community in America. Meanwhile, he's funded the political campaigns of half of America's largest jurisdictions now being run by DAs that are soft on crime, all supported by George Soros. What's he up to? Well, we know the answer. New Zealand, they're going to they're going to charge farmers for the burps of cows and sheep tomorrow we'll tee it up and do it all over again in the meantime you have yourself a great day do the best you can out there make a difference thanks for listening lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details